Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Truth and Reconciliation. It's the Pellwood Fantasy Football League Podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. It is great to have you with us. Peter, hmm. how are you, sir? It's just uh, one step closer to the edge over here, Seth. I'm about to break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it oh, wasn't a, up, it wasn't it wasn't a great week for the Swish Factor last week. We did no. have two two of the undefeateds lost. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian and Michael both lost, so yeah. that was that was good for the Swish Factor, but um, nothing nothing else was right. last week. Right. Um, all all the other teams with the winning record won. So. Um, Including uh, including Jared beating me, um, yeah. After uh, yeah, so you gave it the old what uh, for? Yeah, so Chris and I are now both looking at zero and four, and uh, we play each other week after this one. Um, so I I told Chris yesterday I really hope we both win this week, so that we can at least both be one and four. Going into our matchup, otherwise one of us could be looking at zero and six. Yeah, and Ooh. I don't know oh. if anyone's ever started zero and six. <laughs> <laughs> no. So last week was interesting, and I I empathize with you because once again you seem to be the schedule seems to be routing you more so than anything because 163 points is above average, very respectable score, and uh, you played the top score of the week by less than a point or so like or excuse me just over a point what was that six one hundredths over a point so yeah. the uh the how i was gonna ask you how how many and i and i don't mean to be like let me ask you this really painful question that you have to think about how many times have you played the top score i mean let alone you've, you've played big scores you have the most points against but how many weeks now has the top score been against you just week one and week four. Okay. So I mean, two out of four weeks, mm-hmm. and then um, the other week that I week two, I had 165 points against me. The top score of that week was 172. Yeah, and then week week three was like the one week I had a chance to win <laughs> because I had 140 points against me. But that was also my worst week. I, I put up um, just 118 points that week. Yeah. So. Um, with Christian McCaffrey getting hurt and and whatnot, um, didn't, didn't do so well that week. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we, weeks one and four, I've definitely had a, been taking my licks in the points against column. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. You are zero and four. Chris Windsor is zero and four. Y'all play each other is that week six. Yep. And yep. Uh, between here and there, of course, is the annual T and R Bowl. That is the podcast head. To head match you and I, sir, going up. We've got a uh, two and two in Truth and Recon. We've got, as we mentioned, your record, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm excited to uh, to play. This is actually my annual uh, weekend in Arkansas. When we go off the grid, we get out there on Friday, and then I get back on the grid sometime Monday afternoon. And it takes a while to get back on service too. And uh, it's always a a very I, okay, traditionally, what has happened is that we, uh, a few years ago, Allie started this 30-mile loop hike as a tradition. She went with a bunch of girlfriends one year, and then the next year, she got some more friends to go, but I was out of town, 
that year. So the third year I started going and a group of uh, about five or six of us do this 30 mile hike every year in uh, a Wachita mountain range in Arkansas. They, they used to go get the, it was, they always very excited. Like, Oh, we're going to go get a baked potato from Wendy's. That's the tradition. And the year that I started, I went, no, we're not going to Wendy's after we just <laughs> burned how many thousands of calories for three days. We're going to, Wait, a, why not? We're going to a steakhouse is one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We can get a baked potato, but it's going to be from a, a roadhouse or, or the, you know, the basically whatever the best steakhouse I can find in Southwest Arkansas. Like what, what is that? Uh, well, unfortunately it's only like Logan's roadhouse or Outback, which, you know, it is what i don't hate but i don't love (laughs) but it it doesn't really matter because you come out of the the woods and you just go steak so we drive straight to the steakhouse and i don't get service until we get there so we walk in i order a beer and i pull out my phone and i look at the scores and more often than not i feel like the feeling is crap i'm ahead and he's got his stud on monday night and within range and that is the classic monday night setup so i'm always watching that on the drive home of about to get beat by whoever and i feel like i faced you more often than not on this weekend it feels like the it has been traditional that you and i have gone up against one another while i've been out of town so this weekend is no exception i do have my roster set as it is right now there is a one flex play which i have already discussed with you because you as the commissioner have the ability to go in and swap players out while I'm off the grid in case something happens over the weekend. I think somebody fell down the stairs one year Saturday afternoon, or maybe (laughs) maybe there was like a a wee bowling injury. Something took somebody off my roster ahead of a a matchup on Sunday. But say what you want about our commissioner and his uh, very uh, scheming ways when it comes to his ruthless play of fantasy football. Uh, He uh, still is a man of integrity who wants a fair matchup at the end of the day, and unless it's playoff season, of course, and uh, will set my lineup accordingly. So how are you feeling about the TNR podcast bowl this weekend? You know, it's just really adding salt to the wound, I think, because (laughs) it it just reminds me of the last three times that you and I have faced each other. I don't remember. Refresh for, for our listeners who may be new. I don't last year, recall. Last year, you beat me by 0.28 points. I did remember that. In our only matchup. And that was the difference in me missing the playoffs last year. Oh. Was a lousy three yards from someone. Just need, they just needed to fall forward three oh. more yards. I don't, rem- I don't remember that specific detail. Yeah, 0.28 points. I, I remember. And I, I just looked it up to, to check. Yeah. So then the, the year before that, you beat me twice in one season. Yeah. One time was by 4.4 points. Uh-huh. The other time was by 1.1 points. So the last three regular season matchups, I'm 0 and 3 against you with a combined score differential of 5.8 points mm-hmm. in three, da- three games. Yeah. So, I mean, if that happens again this year, you, you might need to be making a, a phone call on the way home from Arkansas, like just a, a, a well check how things are going. <laughs> I'll, call your, I'll call your wife and say, hey, I'm, I'm, sending, I'm sending a date night gift card. I've got a, a, a hotel booked for y'all. Just a spa treatment. Peter's in a dark, dark place right now. <laughs> I, uh, 
I did remember last year's uh, narrow victory, and I remember talking about how that was uh, kind of on brand for our head-to-head. I did not remember that it, you know, made the difference. I guess a couple of weeks later in in revisionist uh, history that that made. The and difference. one of the, one of those one of those victories was some dumb Muhammad Sanu play with. Uh, very little time yeah, left. Yeah, it was a dump quarter. over pass. It, it yeah. was it was a late, it was a late, stupid little wide receiver bubble screen yeah. to Muhammad Sanu of remember, all people. I remember watching that live actually, and went, "Yeah, yeah, I do remember that." Yep, I, I might have freaked out in the the messenger at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, that I I regret to inform you, but right now. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, week five, and we're within six points projection <laughs> currently, which is not unusual. I'm the I've, I feel like the projection in, in sleeper is pretty conservative, and it's got everybody somewhere around either between you know 145 to a high of I don't know 160 ish, 165 somewhere in there. We're all in a 20 point spread, so. Uh, but you and I are on the low side of that bell curve right now, or lower side in the in the mid to high 40s, 140s, and uh, I have a slight projected advantage over you, which really means nothing. So let's get down to brass tacks then and compare our actual uh, matchup, shall we? All right, let's do it. How about I take your team and you take mine? <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Go, go for it. All right. You've got Dak Prescott up in the cockpit. He's playing the New York Giants. That should be a great matchup for you this week, Pete, um, and is going to give you a decent leg up. That's a Sunday mid-afternoon game. Uh, you've got a, uh, a struggle in your running back core in that you're still lacking uh, your firepower. Christian McCaffrey has, uh, you know, been on brand and. Uh, his uh, ability to convert what he's worth in fantasy into staying healthy has yet to happen in, I don't know, how many years, Chris Windsor? I don't know. Uh, Your wide receiver core is uh, not a lot of studs, but they are very, very consistent. And McLaren has been kind of the, the darling that you and I talked about, and we use that word often for him. He's been that this year, and I wanted him to be that last year. And, yeah. and so I feel like you're finally netting what we anticipated him to be. So you do do have that uh, spot right there. We'll see what your take on my team is, and then we can do a little comparison rundown. So I'm at your team. I'm I'm worried about a few spots um, for myself where you've got Derek Henry against Jacksonville. Yeah, and like we saw last week, um, the Titans were without AJ Brown and Julio Jones, which meant. Derrick Henry had like 35 um, yeah, touches. He had, he he had 30, <laughs> 33, 33 carries and two touches. So um, might, might be more of the same against Jacksonville. So. He should be able to crush them. I hope so. Um, and then you got Leonard Fournette going against Miami. And if uh, Giovanni Bernard remains out for Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. um, that's an expanded role for Fournette. And Miami also has a terrible run defense. Yeah. So I expect both those guys to do really, really well. Um, but like kind of two of the running backs point to uh, across the entire league that says they're in a, a great spot this week. So um, not looking forward to that. Uh, Matt Ryan is facing a Jets defense that is vulnerable through the air. And you've got a couple of Vikings going against Detroit and their lousy defense as well. 
Um, so I think you've got some really good spots um, this week. Um, I'd say a couple that aren't so good is uh, Deontay Johnson, um, but he is Roth is going to throw him the ball 13 times. So yep. um, I actually feel like your team's in uh, pretty good shape uh, this week. So definitely, uh, definitely worried looking at it. We'll see. And I appreciate the, uh, the pandering starting, wasting no time on, <laughs> on it. Thanks so much. Well, no, to be honest, I'm surprised with um, how you know strong your team looks because I expect Montgomery and Mixon to both be out and you've got them on your bench mm-hmm. um, right now. So if you had the two of them in play, you'd be set up to smash this week. Um, so um, I think those two being out gives me a fighting chance, but I think you're still in a really strong position. Maybe so. I, I, I was, you know, Adam Thielen had a little bit of a stinker of a week last week. And so I hope he rebounds. I was really, really excited because what made up for that was I picked up Dawson Knox, dropped a little bit of coin on him uh, on the waivers last week, and he did not disappoint. It may have been a fluke up against, of course, Houston, but he looked really, really good. And this week he's playing Kansas City and it's an away game. So I don't expect him to be as formidable. Uh, but I was really excited about that pickup because that's <clears throat> kind of serving as another wide option for me, uh, especially in the flex. So the uh, it's kind of weird for me. and I'm a little insecure about it because I'm like, OK, I'm starting to actually like the look of my team. And and that's with two big injuries in my running back core. So what has happened? I'm still not. I mean, Deontay Johnson is has become kind of my questionable WR2. Adam Thielen is really meant to be WR1 if he can produce and just get those targets and catch them. I think that was his issue last week. Uh, but the um, the moves that have been made, uh, again, I have no bench, but fortunately my injuries have been on the running back side where I had a little bit more depth. Um, and Deontay Johnson, who was injured, came back with a fury. So uh, yeah. that was that worked out for my, my in my favor this last week, and I hope it stays. Indeed, indeed, it'll be. Uh, it'll, I think it'll be another close one yeah. between us. Well, good luck so. to you, sir. And also to you, sir. Uh, yeah, here, well, all right. Well, well let's let's uh, talk about uh, a couple other. Uh, so, like Chris Windsor facing uh, Michael. Michael just. Took his first loss last week, and Chris is looking for his first victory. I feel like uh, I feel like the the odds swing mostly in Michael's favor here. Uh, I feel like his team's in a much stronger position, um, even though I, he also is filling in some some holes um, with he's like Gronk injured and. Um, uh, he, he may have Chris Carson injured. Um, we'll see. Uh, that will probably be a big factor where um, Chris's team just looks like a bunch of underperformers right now yeah. uh, who, who could turn it around, um, but don't know, uh, don't know exactly what would be the deciding factor to swing things uh, in a different direction for Chris. Yeah. He had a, when I say he, uh, Fitz had a real struggle in his running back core last week, with the exception of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he he just had quite a bit of uh, underperformers, uh, and that's true with uh, Devontae Adams in his wide spot too. But uh, I I can't imagine him not bouncing back to some degree. 
uh, for instance, and like his, he netted a total of three and a half points across both of his flex spots this week. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. So yep. uh, I think that he's uh, due to regress in a positive manner. And uh, I am concerned for Chris's team because I don't think it looks as strong this week. Uh, and uh, I, I, at this point, I, I don't feel good. Like, Picking on him, like going, oh, it's uh, I'm pulling for yeah. Fitz. Like, like Fitz was almost the four and O team going up against uh, Chris as the O and four, and uh, at the same time, uh, I'm Fort Squish. So, but at this point, it really comes down to I want I want Chris to be in this for the long haul, and uh, yeah. that means he needs to turn around. So I'm pulling for him. Yeah, I think I'm I'm more concerned about Chris's mental state than mine. <laughs> so I definitely want him to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm i'm i go back to being a little conflicted on on our matchup because i same same sentiment i want you to be in this for the long haul but i want you to turn around week week six <laughs> so i mean i i'll be in it until the playoff odds read zero for multiple weeks sure, so sure well i know you'll don't, be don't, don't worry I know about me i'll be, I'll, I'll be here i know you'll be in it and you'll be vested and our quality of podcast won't slip but maybe my level of concern for you, basically the, how are you sirs are going to get more and more drawn out with more and more. Hey buddy. How, how are you, sir? Like more. I mean, it, it just means I'll talk about myself less on the podcast. Yeah. That's which, it. Uh, yeah which, I would, that would maybe, be great. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, next week. How are you, sir? I'm fine. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll you, just immediately divert too. Yeah. It, was, it was greatly a great week in the lead. You, you improved to three and two. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, like, wow, way to go. You're sitting in a playoff spot. That's awesome. You know? No, I know. I know what you're doing. I know. I, know, I, I will know immediately deflect and I know what you're doing. All right. Pour, pour my efforts elsewhere where, where they matter. No. Obviously, they don't matter here. No, they don't, don't matter here on the spoiled breakfast that I'm chomping over. <laughs> Raymond Hessel's place. So we do have an interesting other matchup that I want to call out before we move forward. And that is in addition to the, the podcast bowl that we've got going on, we have the, the Waskow bowl going on too. Yeah. And Brock is playing his dad this week and Scott, and they are both, well, excuse me. uh, Brock is one and three. Dang it. Brock is three and one and Scott is one and three. And so we have an interesting flip flop potential here. Uh, in their uh, their their matchup, in that uh, Brock is looking to be uh, stand out uh, and start spreading his uh, his record up a little bit more, and Scott is looking to avoid being one and four. So uh, the head to head matchup right now does not look good for Scott. I have not looked at his team yet, but I'm guessing he's got a few holes to fill. Uh, yeah, he's missing a flex and a, a defense spot, but I think still overall. Um, Stat seem is you know it's I think it's actually not looking great. Um, like Miles Daston, Robert Tunyon, both these guys are really not doing well. Yeah, um, and don't really see that turning around. Where on Brock's side, he's lucky to be three and one. Um, he really shouldn't be three and one, but he's had some very fortunate scheduling um, go his way. Uh, in terms of his opponents underperforming and winning some close victories. Um, you know, kind of scoring just the right amount of points that he needed to be three and one. But I think his team 
is looking better. His team yeah. is improving, getting some getting a little bit healthier. He's got Josh Jacobs coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh played played last week and uh I don't think he re-injured it himself. So um yeah I, th- I think he's got some some guys improving. Um you know it'll be interesting with Brock being so San Francisco heavy, they will have a new quarterback this week. Yeah, we'll see how that um, goes. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that changes how like Debo Samuel has been doing or um, how George Kittle does, anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it will be curious. I I don't feel great for Scott right now, um, but because I look at his team, I'm like, okay, I see four players that I really like, and that's about it. So uh, we'll see if uh, if he can. Uh, Fix that flex, and we'll see what Brock's week ends up looking like from a, uh, a a turnaround. That really will be the question. I think you're right. Is that how does that QB offense uh, dynamic and chemistry come together for him? Yep, yep. Uh, and then, all right. So uh, now, I think now we get to try move on to talk about some potentially more competitive mm-hmm. or uh, more playoff picture altering uh, matchups. So we got. Chewy going against Derek. Uh, both these teams are uh, doing really well. Uh, they're both projected 160 points um, plus right now, which is that's a good mark to be projected at, especially as we're seeing injuries affect teams and, and that sort of thing. And I think uh, these guys have really strong, uh, really strong rosters. Um, that, I think they had similar drafts, pretty balanced. Um, and so they don't really have any holes in the lineup right now. Uh, as you look at their teams. So um, really curious to see how this matchup plays out between Chewy and Derek. I, I don't even really know if I have specific like player notes to to mention here, just that they've got a lot of players who are, are doing well. And uh, I think they'll, uh, I think they'll score a lot of points here. That really is the situation. I, I look at their teams and this, this, I would call this, if it wasn't the uh, podcast bowl this weekend, I would call this the game of the week uh, because they're both two and two. They're both monster teams. And, each one has the potential to be the highest scorer of the week. And so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what I hope is a, a high scoring boxing match. We've had a few really low scoring boxing matches and uh, this could be a really, really big game for either of them. I mean, yeah, I agree. And I'm not even sure if I would call this the game of the week because we also have Charles Mm. facing off against Brian this week. And uh, Charles is four zero. Brian's three and one. They're both projected over 160 points as well. Uh, in his last three, the last three weeks, Charles has faced opponents who have scored 120, 121, <laughs> and 106. We got to quit being easy on him, is what Peter's saying. I mean, uh, Charles just has like the intimidation factor going. Where um, not once, or uh, yeah, maybe only one out of four weeks this year did his opponent score over his projected Jeez. points. And the other, other three matchups just scored way under. It's that, it's that house money, man. He's playing on tilt. He can just bully everybody with his big chip yeah. stack over here. Yeah, just gets everyone to fold yeah, way too soon. Right. So um, we'll see if Brian can uh, can hold up against Charles's uh, steams here. Um, Brian went bid on the waiver wire this week. Yes, he did. Spent 55 on Damian Williams. He yep. got him plugged into his Which lineup immediately. I'm, I'm proud of him because he, uh, uh, he tried to get Monty from me twice uh, in the past couple of weeks. We had a really good trade exchange, and, and I definitely felt like there was a mutual benefit for, for both of us. It wasn't like a one-sided uh, trade or where somebody's just trying to win the trade, if you will. Uh, but I held on to Monty because I felt like he was trending up and up both weeks, and I was not wrong until I was. 
and that was after he delivered over 20 points for me. So it worked out in the end, but I knew that he was looking for that running back spot, and then he saw the opportunity to just pick up my handcuff with uh, the big bucks. So it was it was very well done. Yeah. Well, Charles has Brian right where he wants him because every week this week, remember, Charles is 4-0. Every week this year, I said every week this week, sorry. Every week this year, Charles has been the underdog in terms of projection. And he has won every single time. So he's got Brian sitting in that same spot. He's the underdog. Uh, Brian favored by five points or so as we're, we're talking today. And um, we'll see if Charles can do it again. Let's just nod to the fact that uh, the big money up front in Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara is paying off for Charles. Like, yes, but also Cook has been hurt. And Kamara hasn't even been as good as yeah. Would, I guess would, Justin, would Justin like, Jefferson has been more of a like. How is Charles winning? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got Justin Jefferson and Antonio Brown. Excuse me, sorry. Correct. And Antonio Brown, you know, came out of the gate super strong uh, and started to recover after the game up against New England last week. So he's trending up right now too. I. I don't know. I, I'm worried Charles is going to walk to the playoffs, and I don't know who's going to give him the the first L. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be this week. Well, as soon as he loses, he's going to come on the podcast, so we can talk about it. Then. Finally, but he, he he will not come on the podcast until he loses. Weasel. Yep. Well, well, we are joined by someone who is brave enough to join the podcast the now, and uh, we have we have the podcast bowl this week. We have the the Wasco bowl this week. We have the Jared Bull this week. The Jared and, Bull. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and now we're, we're joined by Jared Lorenz, the, uh, the original Jared, the, um, the, the vintage the, the Jared. OG, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the OG. The OG Jared. This OG Jared happens to be the points four leader and is sitting at three and one, probably a little unfairly, and has a monster projection this week. Uh, like way above the mean for uh, the typical average projections. So welcome, you butthole. I mean, Jared. <laughs> Good morning. Good to have I, you on I feel the like show. I feel like I'm the one who should be calling him a butthole after he just uh, beat me with <laughs> just... it. Beat me with his big score. I had the fourth highest score of the week. Not good enough because... Uh, Cordero yeah. Patterson is a magician. Yeah. I felt can... bad for you. That was pretty wow. wild. Wow, thanks. I don't want your pity. <laughs> <laughs> he wants everybody else's pity, as we've seen from the last three episodes of the podcast, but not yours, yeah. Jared. Not That's mine right. specifically. Okay, no. I'll bear that in mind. I mean, it's not just you specifically. It's it's my opponent. You know, I don't want I don't want the pity of my opponent who's all right smashing me into the ground. Be like, I'm so sorry about this. I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> you heard it here. But not sorry. If enough I, to bench if I smash Pete next week, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get the sympathy. How are you, sir? You're going to get the, how the heck are you sucker? That's what, yeah. that's what, no, that's I, what's I, coming. I, would, I honestly would prefer that. Uh, <laughs> 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 at least get, get the blood pump in and, uh, you know, give me some adrenaline yeah. boost. Not, not, make me want to crawl back into bed and pull a blanket over <laughs> Fair my head. Enough. No. All right. Well, Jared, <laughs> well, well, but I was going to say, this is really like the, uh, the ring ceremony. Yeah. Cause Jared, you won the, you won the lead last year. We didn't do a, you know, like a postseason podcast, but by then who cares? 
uh, right? The season season's over. Only two people really care at, at that point. Yeah, trust uh, has been burnt with our wives for 16 weeks straight. <laughs> we probably should start, start to recant. But we should definitely uh, pause to uh, give you your your day, uh, your 15 minutes of fame to, to note that you did win the lead last year. Well done there. And you're just off to a, a really hot start um, this season as well. So um, I don't know. How, how are you feeling? How, uh, how was it to, to win the lead, get over the, the hump there? And then how are you feeling uh, here at the start of the season? It was awesome to win. Um, it was, gosh, this sounds so bad. It was a little bit of a bummer to win when I thought my team sucked <laughs> because I really thought my team wasn't that good. Oh, we know. And it, if we look yeah. back in, the, if we look back in the archives, it, it <laughs> felt like your strategy was talk about how your team sucks and it just kept working for you. Right. The thing is, I'm not really a troll. Uh, the guys at work are, are trolls. And so I've kind of picked it up from them a little bit, but a lot of it, I just, am just, it's what I think. And so anyway, yeah, it was kind of a bummer to win when I didn't think my team was that great, but anything can happen in the playoffs. You just have to make the playoffs. So it was, it was great to win. Um, the, on, on the flip side this year, I really do feel like I'm too good too soon. And, you know, the opposite's going to happen. I'm going to go into the playoffs and which has happened before, right? The, the You've definitely previous. done that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's ironic that of the past three years, the team that I thought was the worst is the one that won. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it was, it wasn't really any flute in the playoffs last year. I just went back to, to ESPN and, uh, looked at the playoff bracket. You scored 195, 160, 181 points in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, Chewy had the best team last year. Um, but you, uh, beat him in, in round two yep. there to make it to the championship game and put up a, a, a no flute 181, uh, point score there. So, yeah, um, I mean, you say you don't, you didn't like your, your team as much, but you did have Josh Allen and Derek Henry. Um, and you know, I imagine that probably they carried you most of the season, but, um, yeah, championship game is always funny. Derek Henry only scored 10 points. And he got 30 from Jamison Crowder and 25 from Juju Smith-Schuster. So um, crazy things didn't happen in the playoffs. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. It, it is a scary predicament. I always feel this uh, when I'm playing poker and I get up really early in the game and knock a couple of guys out. And then I'm just like, crap, I'm chip leader. And now I got to... I got to prove that I'm worthy of this and I got to keep it up. And then you start to, you know, guy doubles up on you. You make a bad call, something and you just start to see that downward trend. And then, ah, and then it just, ah, that's just a painful place to be. I would, I would much rather be on the upward climb of momentum and excited about it as opposed to watching like a, you know, a seven and two record slip away. Am I going to make the playoffs? And, uh, I, I hear you, but at the same time, I'm looking at your team and you're not showing any signs of slowing down right now. So, in fact, I think your matchup this week uh, is incredibly favorable. uh, And uh, I think you're going to have a chance to be top scorer this week again as well. We'll see. We'll see. I actually I want you. I want y'all's. Thoughts on my trade that I I made yesterday because I uh, I'm. I'm worried it was fancy play syndrome. Mm-hmm. And well, I think it, 
increases my upside, but I'm not sure. Let's talk about it. So tell us kind of what went into it. We ended up with a uh, a trade between you and Brian. It looks like uh, he you gave up Patterson and Myers, and he gave you Lockett and uh, Sony Michelle. So which Michelle is just a throwaway player in the in the deal, of course, basically, of course, right? So it's it's really Lockett for CPAT and Myers, and I think. Um, yeah, I think obviously it's selling, it's probably selling high on CPAT, um, unless they decide that he's just the best running back on the team and he should play more, which they might, right? Because he only played 30% of the snaps. Um, but, uh, I heard someone on a podcast before last week say he's got the juice when you look at him compared to the other running backs on the roster of, in, in terms of how explosive he is and whatnot. So they could give him, you know, if he even dropped a 50, 50 split. Um, then he's, you know, a legit fantasy starter the rest of the year um, just because of, of how high his usage is. Um, he, he's probably never going to be a lead back. Um, I, I think just, you know, the way, the way he's built, the way he plays, it probably would not be a good idea for him to be a lead back. But um, I think he could, he could sustain, uh, you know, a solid RB2 performance the rest of the year. Um, and then Myers is, you know, a high volume player. Um, but honestly, the Patriots offense isn't that exciting. Right. Um, so I think trading those two for Lockett is, is a good move. And I think it's, it's good for both of you. Um, actually, I think, it, I think it is a fair deal, but it's the right kind of move for, for you to make, um, to kind of trade two players and, and get one with higher upside. Um, I do, I do wonder if Lockett is healthy right now and how long any injury he has is going to linger because um, we've seen that from him before. Well, he will play hurt, but definitely play at a, you know, 60% version of himself. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm probably not saying anything you don't already know, but I think it's not a slam dunk trade for either of you, no. but probably a good move for both of you. I think so too. Yeah, that's where I landed. Same thought process. I think yeah. that your uh, there's risks for both of you. Um, the I think the the long term risk is on you, Jared. I think the short term risk is on Brian. And the because I I think that Tyler Lockett. Uh, I've spent a lot of time looking at in the past two weeks because Brian and I were talking about uh, Lockett for Monty for the past couple of weeks and had a couple of things going down, had a couple of offers in my inbox that could have pulled the trigger on that. But at the time I thought, you know, Monty's trending up, Lockett's trending down. So I'm just going to, going to stick with it right now. Uh, but part of me was thinking, man, I really, especially with Deontay Johnson out, I really need to trade a, a top 15 running back for a top 20 wide. That needs to happen right now because wide receiver, uh, it, it is, <laughs> it is a drought out there absolute drought and if there are the haves and the have-nots so i like your move because it is giving you a uh, a strong uh wide even at 60 percent you're gonna you're gonna net a uh, a good 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 wide in the uh long run i think that's where it's going to come into play so i think it's a good trade for both of you guys and there is some risk and we'll see of course how it works out for you right now. You're looking at a very, very solid matchup. Uh, you're running back. You've got Saquon Barkley, uh, and he uh, kind of 
has gone off the chain the past two weeks, and he's up against Dallas this week. So I, I just expect that to be week T compared to what he's going to do this week for you. Um, you've got, uh, of course, Cooper Cup, who's been uh, all over the ball and uh, playing on an early game this week, playing Thursday night. So a little bit less rest going into that. He's playing Seattle, though. Uh, and then Kelsey, of course, has been mostly who we expected him to be. He has kind of been on a downward trend. He's up against Buffalo this week. And so I think that uh, there will probably be just a, reg- a bounce back for him there. And then Antonio Brown, uh, sorry, A.J. Brown uh, has had now two bad weeks. Uh, but you've still got him in there. I'm curious to know what you think about that. He's up against Jacksonville, so that may be part of your thought process in that. Um, in terms of upside on the other side, uh, Jared has, has not been scoring poorly, but I don't like his matchups as much this week, with the exception of Tom Brady, of course, in Miami. Um, and uh, Or, sorry, rather, playing Miami. And uh, I do like uh, Tyree Kill this week as well. So, Peter, what are your thoughts about this matchup? I feel bad for Jared Fleming because he had that like boom week from Tyreek last week, mm-hmm. uh, or he scored 108. Uh, he racked up 186 yards for three touchdowns, you know, 47.6 fantasy points, and uh, it didn't result in a victory for Jared. Yeah. Um, you know, he had. Uh, you know, I looked at it um, as a week four matchup. He had Naheem Hines in the flex, and there were like four other players where he was probably trying to make the start sit decision of like, who do I play here in this last yeah. flex spot? And I think he like just played the wrong one. I just there was you know five bullets in the chamber, and he picked the wrong one to <laughs> to, to put out there. And um, so um, tough loss for him last week. Uh, this week, you know, he's at Miles Sanders and the Eagles just are not using Miles Sanders very much at all. Um, so that one's uh, that tough. And I think running back is a, a challenging position for uh, Jared right now. Um, he has several guys that you can start, but really don't have much upside um, to, to them. But I like, I like his wide receivers depending on, on health. Um, you know, Tyreek, Amari, DK, LaVista Chenault now has a, a path to more volume that he didn't have before now that chart is done for the season. So, um, yeah, I, I, still strong at wide receiver, but uh, a, a struggle at running back here. Jerry, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm going to just speak on behalf real quick of team Jared and say that he doesn't want your feeling bad either. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't care that you feel bad for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I just think my wide receivers after that trade are are so good. I don't have the top end receiver that uh, that Tyreek Hill is. Cup is not going to do this for the rest of the season. He'll be good, but uh, AJ Brown is is going to be AJ Brown at some point this season. It just hasn't happened yet, and I just I think the the upside every week is just so high with the receivers, and that's kind of been my goal, but. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, you know, the downside if they all flop is there too. So I expect I'll put up a couple of stinker weeks throughout the season, and um, everybody can crow about it, and that'll be great fun. 
Yeah, I think this will be a good matchup. Hopefully, it's a closer matchup than it is projected right now. But I definitely think you have the advantage. It's, it's you know, it's really not fair that you were doing fine and winning so well when Saquon wasn't a full time player, and now he's back to being a full time player. Um, is really just made your team, um, you know, t- totally uh, strong, uh, top to bottom. So, um, well done you on you the drafting, uh, and especially good job getting that RB two play that. Um, you know, from Cordero Patterson for a couple of weeks off the waiver wire, yes, sir. When you you didn't draft a second running back, um, so plugging him in was uh, exactly what you needed, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if you know Zach Moss can be that for you in the future. But um, yeah, good team, and uh, and this will be a good matchup. Yeah, I, it'll be fun. I totally agree. It'll be fun. To, well, I won't be able to watch them personally, but man, that's. That's three big bowls this week, plus a couple of exciting <laughs> matchups uh, that are worth following. And uh, I'll be in the mountains, but looking forward to coming out on Monday and seeing uh, the fruit of the the labor of all these trades and moves and, and matchups. Jared, congrats to you last year. Congrats to you for the very, very strong 3 and one start and no signs of slowing down. And I wish you the... The worst in your uh, continued streak. Perfect. I'd expect no less. There you go. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. So, Pete, we've covered these matchups. We've done a solid rundown. If you could pick anybody's team right now, uh, like to to say, all right, you got to keep, let's, let's not even say who's the best team is just swap your team. Let's say you have to take half of somebody's starting lineup and swap it with half of yours. Whose would that be? Hmm. It's an interesting question. I probably would. I mean, t- Jerry Lorenz is the easy choice. Um, but if I was taking half of a team, I might take yours because then you you've got the strongest running backs, I think, in the league. Um, where you've got really four good starters at Henry Fournette, Mix and Montgomery. Um, you know, once Mix and Montgomery are healthy mm-hmm. then. Uh so if I was taking half a team, I could take two of your running backs and uh a couple wide receivers. Um that I like, and I think that would be in good shape there. So, I mean, it's just, it'd probably be different for everyone. You know, it depends on, um, you know, which team you mesh with yeah. the most. Um, but it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, uh, a, a different hypothetical question for you. Mm-hmm. Who's, who do you think will be in a much different position in standings than they are right now? in another four weeks time. So we're four weeks of the season uh-huh. after four more weeks, who will be in a very different um, position from where they are. Well, right now. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll name two people and one will be kind of like uh, on the, on the up and up, like trending upward. And the other will be, I think will trend down. And I don't mean to offend this person, but the first thing that popped in my mind is I don't think Brock I don't think his Brock is sorry. I don't think Brock's team is trending up. I do think he's going to beat his dad this weekend, but in another four weeks, I wonder if he might be four and four. Uh, and, Cause I see his team trending down. 
Okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, let's see here. I want to believe that Chris Windsor is going to be four and four in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> pulling for him. Uh, but I, I think if anybody's team is going to look really different in the record, uh, hmm, honestly, it might be Brian Kidd's. I think that he might have uh, a, a potential to. Um, oh wait, you know what? Hang on. I, I said I was going to talk on the upside. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the uh, trending upward side, as much as I would like that to be Chris Windsor, um, I don't see any changes that are going to truly turn that around. Which means it's kind of up to you to be the guy to turn it around or maybe Scott to be the guy to turn it around. I don't see Scott's team looking any different, but I do see yours looking very different because you've got really good bones and have mostly lost due to schedule flukes. So I'm just going to say that you're going to be the team that looks, I'll go ahead and say four and four just for a pander sake, because I want to win this weekend, but I hope you are three and uh, five in four weeks. Yeah. And I think, Jared Fleming would kind of be the inverse of, of Brock where he's one and three while Brock's three and one, but I think Jared has a good team. You know, he's, he's stored um, in the, the top half of the league in points um, to start the year. Uh, you know, he, I think he's had some uh, scheduling luck in terms of when he scored his points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that has, you know, come against him. He stored 163 in loss. He scored 141 in loss by four points. Um, you know, the only time he won was when he, he's the only team that scored over 200 points so far this year. So, um, I feel like Jared has a tough matchup this week. Brock has an easier matchup this week, but then after that, those two may see their records move in opposite directions. Okay. That's a good question. Fun little hypothetical. And if we're wrong, right. it was just speculation. So, but right. if we're right, we're, yeah, we're, don't take it, don't take it personally. We're, we're genius. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll remember if we're right, we'll forgive if we're wrong. That's that's absolutely right. That's pretty much <laughs> the uh, par for the course here at the greatest fantasy football league in the world. This is his podcast. He's Peter Ellen. I'm Seth Martin. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those are the, the two Alexis informing about a French brand of retail stores. Alexa, stop. (laughs) They must've heard Knox and, and translated that as her name. Yeah. All right. I may have to leave that in there. (laughs) (laughs) Never had Alexa join the podcast before. All right. Yeah. Alexa, what are Peter's chances of winning this weekend? In the words of Charles Barkley, they're terrible.